Okay, if you hear the crinkling of candy wrapper, it's because we're eating Halloween candy early. But, okay, hello listeners, if you're still out there, welcome to episode 36. Life's gotten really hectic, again, once again, so it's been a couple months since I last posted something. So, we have a lot of books to talk about. Today is going to be called Pumpkin Spice Shelf Summaries. It's a bit of a weird name, but... (laughs) That's what we're doing. I don't have anything better. Okay. So, I'm going to do a quick rundown of about 20-ish most memorable books that I've been reading in the last couple of months. For each book, I'm going to be give a, fa- a fast one-sentence plot summary and two other comments. Um, I'll try to keep it to that. Okay, there might be a couple books that need more, that, like demand more, but let's just try. Okay. Book number one is You Only Live Once, David Bravo by Marco Shiro, one of my favorite authors. I really like all of Marco Shiro's work. I think they're very talented. Okay, so the plot summary is David Bravo. He's starting middle school, and he makes a mistake that hurts his friend, Antoine. Um, Soon, an annoying dog spirit thing comes and takes him back in time, but this whole complicated thing happens where they can't figure out what they can do to fix David's mistake. I liked this book because it was funny, it was interesting, and I liked time travel. This was Marco Shiro's second middle grade novel, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but I think it was even better than The Insiders, which, have I reviewed that before? Okay, yeah, I have. So, um, our next one is Anger's, well, book number two, is Anger is a Gift by Marco Shiro. Another Marco Shiro book. If you guys can't tell, I really like Marco Shiro. So, um, this is a young adult novel about, like, racial prejudice. It's It takes place in, I think, in Oakland. Um, so, Moss is a teenager in Oakland, California. He and his friends face a lot of prejudice as people of color and lgbt youth and i i can't really say anything without giving plot spoilers but like it's it's a pretty sad book the beginning of next year is going to be a huge time for books to come out i think there are a lot of books lined up for coming out next spring marco shiro and rick riordan are releasing the sun and the star um, the much-awaited Will Solace and Nico D'Angelo book. Um, I think the plot is that they go to, like, Tartarus and to rescue Bob, which I am so excited for. There, are the, There's already, like, the cover art and everything. I'm so excited. And then another one coming out in spring 2023 is also by Marco Shiro. It's called Into the Light, which my mother has already pre-ordered for me. So I look forward to that. And book number three is one that I think my mother is even more enthusiastic about it than I am. The Language of the Seabirds by Will Taylor. It's a middle grade book about a kid. Um, his name is Jeremy. He His parents have just gotten divorced and so he goes on a vacation with his dad to see his uncle in and visit him in a be- in a beach house for a couple of weeks. There he meets Evan, like who he works at a store. 
he sort of lives there during the summer with his grandma. What's that his grandma or was that a different book? I'm sorry. I, I, I feel like I read another book where it was like a beach. Oh, it was Golden Boys. Phil Stamper. It was good. But anyway, so Jeremy starts to question like his identity and how he wants to approach this like difficult relationship with his father who clearly has not taken the divorce well. Okay, um, book number four is The Love That Split the World by Emily Henry. It's, it gets in like the upper, upper middle grade category. It's like a romance, but it's also about time travel. I would rate this a three out of ten. I didn't like it. I mean, it wasn't bad. It wasn't good either. Basically, this girl, I can't even remember like the major plot points. This girl meets this guy, and then they time travel. No, it's not time travel, but she's like, oh, I see illusions. <laughs> okay, next book. Both Can Be True by Jules Macias. This is another sweet middle grade book about friendship, romance, and identity. Two kids join up to save a dog from being euthanized, and the book becomes about their relationship, and it also addresses issues about fitting in so i'm sorry i didn't like this book it was weird i liked the concept but i just couldn't get into it you know i just couldn't make myself care about characters okay our next book is the wide starlight by nicole esperance so um my mom said this to me because she heard about it on npr it's another I think, sort of upper middle grade book. It's about a girl in Norway who tries to find out what's behind her mom's disappearance. It was... <laughs> I wrote a note that said absurd. For some reason, there was a reindeer. or I can't even remember. Was it a reindeer or a polar bear? I can't even remember. But, like, the girl, like, rides the polar bear. And then there's, like, the northern lights. And if she claps, then the northern lights, like, up here. And, like, you know, you know like, with, with like, UFOs? and they like beam someone up yeah and that pretty much happens with the northern lights when she like collapsed or something it was so weird i mean it was a good book it just kind of weirded me out and it was the same where like she was painting like finger painting and then she put her hand in the paint it was, and like her hand like disappeared inside the paper it was so weird um this book kind of reminded me of the girl who drank the moon um, which I have not read in a while, but it still had the same vibe. It's kind of a very complicated story, which I respect. Okay, so An Abundance of Catherines by John Green is our next book. Okay, I'm just gonna put this out here. I think I've said this before. That I'm not the biggest fan of John Green's writing. It just feels very... The characters just don't feel... I don't know what it is about his writing, but I just don't like it. I mean, it's good, but I just don't think it's really my style. Okay, so, Abundance of Catherines. So, this guy, and he dates Catherines. So, basically, all the girls he likes are named Catherine. And, like, so, like, he goes on a road trip with his friend, and then they are in this small town with this girl and her mother, I think? And then there's this factory that makes tampon strings. And then there's another guy and they want to go fight a boar. And I don't even know what to say. 
but it was okay. I'm gonna say. Okay, I think these two books deserve a little extra. These are Darius the Great is Not Okay, and its sequel, Darius the Great Deserves Better, by Adib Karam. Okay, I binged this duology in like a day and a half, maybe two days. I'm pretty sure this was last weekend. I'm not really sure. But it's about a half Persian kid who's going to visit Iran for the first time with his family. And he's feeling a little bit uncomfortable about it. And I feel like it's very relatable because he doesn't know these relatives. He's never met them in person. He's just like met them like over Zoom or something. And so he doesn't know what to expect. He doesn't know if he's going to fit in there as a half white person. It was a good book. It was really good. I think a lot of it, a lot of it explored, like, his relationship with his dad. They both have depression, but then, like, and then the only thing that he and his dad, like, do together and, like, have actual, like, father-son time is taken away by his dad. She's to do that with his sister. Um, the sequel is, again, focusing on Darius. He, he's back from Iran. He has his first boyfriend, and he's on a soccer team. Everything's going great. But then he starts, like, worrying about what other people are thinking about him maybe a little more and what Landon, his boyfriend, is thinking about him. And and his job at, like, this tea place isn't really what he wants, but he doesn't know how to tell, like, his boss, who is Landon's dad, that. It was, it was a good book. There was lots of drama. You might like these books if you liked the Aristotle and Dante duology or, um... They Both Die at the End, or The First Die at the End, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, just a lot about, like, racial and cultural identity and how what other people think of you, like, shapes who you are. Okay, our next book is The Gentleman's Guide to Vice and Virtue by Mackenzie Lee. So, I have mixed feelings on this book. My mother got it for me because it won the National Book Award for Young People's Literature a few years ago. It was not my favorite, but I'm going to finish the series. It's about, like, a young British nobleman who's touring Europe. It takes place in, like, the Victorian era. I think it was, like, the the late 1700s, early 1700s. I can't really remember. But it reads pretty, like, frivolous on its face, but it actually looks at deeper issues Okay, I'm just gonna put this out here. It was also a little weird, and I didn't like the main character. Okay, unclear if his name was Henry or Monty. His name was Henry Montague, but then everyone was like, Monty! And so, it was, it was confusing. So, I don't know. But, basically, um, so I read this once, but the impression I got was not that awesome, because I didn't like the main character, like, barely at all. I don't think he really thought about what he was doing when he was doing stuff. He sort of just, like, went through the motions of life. Um, so, the author wrote two more books. I like the character that the second one focuses on, so I am going to read that. Okay, Not Here to Be Liked by Michelle Kwok is her next book. In this book, there's a girl who wants to be, like, the editor of her high school newspaper, and when she runs for it, she sort of creates, like, a political movement in her school because she's like, you're not a feminist! And, like... Okay, I hated the main character of this book. She was so annoying. She just irritated me so much. Like, I can't even express it. I read this book seven out of ten. 
because I feel like it was fine, you know? It wasn't it wasn't groundbreaking. It was a good book that the author put a lot of effort into. Okay, our next book goes down a little bit of a darker path. This book is thirteen is called Thirteen Reasons Why and it's by Jay Asher. This book is very dark. It might not be appropriate for younger children. Um okay, I'm just gonna say it and be honest. This book is about suicide. I know there are a lot of people who don't think kids should have access to books on these topics, but I thought the book was valuable and interesting and worth reading because of the way it handled it. Okay, so basically the synopsis is there's a guy, his name is Clay. Basically, he gets these tapes, like recording ones, like the ones they used when children were like, "Uh uh-huh, I like this song, and then they... And they found it on the radio and like, <laughs> so, um, and so there's sort of like the suicide note of the girl, but they're not also, but they're also not because they're like four hours long. I, it was made into a movie or a show, but it's rated R or MA. It was either R or MA. So I don't think I want to watch it. Also, I did some research and it doesn't follow the plot. I would recommend this book for maybe mature middle schoolers high schoolers so like i think you really need to put thought into the book while you're reading it and not just like be just inhaling the information okay moving on our next book is self-made boys a great gatsby remix by anna marie mcclemore um i have not read the great gatsby this book is called a remix it uses some of the character of the characters of themes from the original so, it's about, um, Mick, the narrator of The Great Gatsby. I just know that from that episode of Never Have I Ever, where Trent is Nick, and he's like, I only watched, like, the first half of the movie. But anyway, this is not a TV show podcast. Um, so, Nick is trans, and he, like, goes to live with his cousin, Daisy, who's like, ah, I'm gonna marry that Tom guy, who's, like, clearly a little piece of he's like this the whole time (laughs) and i don't know then a bunch of weird stuff happens where like there's a party and then like they fake something and then like i don't know like it's hard to describe without spoiling stuff but i think i give it a nine out of ten i just didn't feel like i mean the one thing is that i didn't really feel like it wrapped up nicely which is important for a book. Our next books are The Extraordinaries Trilogy by TJ Klune. Like, you can get through it in about a week because they're slow reads. You really need to, like, read the whole thing. It's about teenagers who, like, are superheroes, and I know that sounds really dumb, but it's a very funny book. They're funny books. They're funny. They're lighthearted. They're not hard books. They're not super good books. But they're there if you want to, if you get bored. Like, if you're bored of everything else, then you could just read those books. Like, it's not... This is part of the reason why I've been rereading a lot of books. Um, I read a lot of new books that are good, but they're fine. Like, I have my books that I really love. I have They Both Die at the End. I have Aristotle and Dante. I have Solitaire. I have Heartstopper. It's not, like... It's kind of hard to find really good books because not a lot of really good books are really up there. Like, the Aristotle and Dante books... (sighs) 
I've read so many comments on, okay, so my favorite booktuber is Fictional Fates, and there are so many comments on his videos just saying, please review Aristotle and Dante, and he's like, yeah, I'll add it to the to-be-read book list, and I'm like, okay, okay, but can you, like, review it now? But I'm really interested to see what he has to say on it. I'll be offended if he doesn't say anything good. I don't know, but yeah, go watch his videos. <laughs> just the way he talks about the books just makes you want to read them. Okay, our next book. I've been saying a lot of books are, like, mediocre this episode, but let's end on a high note. And by high, I mean really high note. Um, I am so excited about this book. Um, so this is The First to Die at the End by Adam Silvera, a book that was, um... It's the prequel of They Both Die at the End, one of my favorite books ever. Um, you'll remember from a, quite a few episodes back, it's about Death Cast, which like basically tells you if you're going to die today. And it's about how Death Cast began, and like one of the main characters is like the first um, like Decker. So yeah, that was cool. One of my favorite parts about it was that young Mateo and young Rufus are, like, in it as children, and Rufus was a baddie. Like, he was really a, a rude child. I mean, everyone goes through that phase. So, I actually recently went on a week-long field trip, and this is the only book I, I brought. It was so, it, it's such a big book, though, I kind of regret it. And on the bus ride home, I made my friends start reading it. It was a fun, it was a fun, it was a fun book. Um, I really love that book. I think it's better than They Both Die at the End. I've definitely been waiting for that book for a long time. And now I have a signed copy. Um, okay. So thank you for sticking with me if you've made it this far. I'm gonna close out with a few news items. Our first one is that the second season of Mysterious Benedict Society sh show comes out this week on Disney+. Plus. You can stream the first two episodes on Disney+. Plus, So, it's a great time to go back to those books, refresh your memory, and get ready for the rest of the season. Which, I think this season um, is the, the Perilous Journey, which is one of my favorite books. The, next, the one after it is my favorite just because it's a lot more puzzly. But this one's really cool because they, it's basically like a scavenger hunt and they like travel all around the world. It's cool. I'm already almost done with the second episode. So, second is I'm sure you already know if you're a tr if you're if you're not a true Riordan fan, then you wouldn't know this and you should get off the podcast. But they have started filming on the Percy Jackson series and it's so fun to watch the casting continue to develop. I think they recently did Medusa, Echidna and Ares. Pretty good pretty good anyway they started filming that and that's very exciting but that's not our biggest news so basically rick announced that he's writing another percy jackson book as in percy jackson Olympians, as in percy jackson number six it's gonna be called percy jackson and the chalice of the gods um and you guys it's been it's been 13 years since the last olympian i think that's pretty nuts i mean i'm 11 almost 12 but it's been that long since it came out, and it's just very nostalgic, just remembering just, like, opening that first book again and again and again, and now we're getting another one. I'm so excited. But, um, remember to pre-order The Sun and the Star by Michael Shio and Rick Riordan so that you can have it as soon as it comes out in May. Um, I think The Chalice of the Gods is available for pre-order, too. 
don't forget our shows in July. Oh, and Rainbow Rowell has a new book called Scattered Showers coming out next month, just in time for the holidays. I'm looking forward to all of those and also the Heartstopper yearbook, which already came out on like the 6th, but for some reason was delayed. So it's not coming until next month. <laughs> and that made me mad because like I need something to wait me out until the second season comes out. Anyway, thank you again for joining me today. Just a reminder to follow the podcast, not just on Apple Podcasts, but I'm on Spotify too now. I'm reachable at booksoflegra at gmail.com. Peace and happy reading. <laughs>